Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of Juggle Jabber. My guest for today is Harm van der Laan, a Dutch juggler and acrobat. I don't think he's very well known on the internet, but you should totally watch this interview because he's absolutely one of the smartest people I know and a very good performer. Together with his partner Maartje, he runs Tall Tales Company, which creates theatrical circuit performances all around the world. We discuss Harm's inspirations, a bit of juggling history, and Harm gives insights in some of his current and future productions. So sit back and enjoy this interview with Harm van der Laan. Juggle, juggle. Switch to English and then uh, we do the cheers thing. So that is the start of the interview. Cheers. Chin chin. Thank you, Harm. Mm. Ah, welcome. Um, thank you for joining me on, on your couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, uh, we've known each other for, for, for a very long time. Um, but um, to those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? You just said that you do consider yourself to be a juggler. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, actually. Well, uh, my name is Harm, Harm van der Laan. I am currently artistic co-director of Tolltales Company, which mm-hmm. is a Dutch contemporary circus company. And um, yeah. That's me, maybe. That's 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 what I do. That's that's yeah. uh, the mission we have to create, uh, I don't know, fertile ground for contemporary circus in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and on that note, um, where are we? We are in in Rotterdam in the Circus Studio, which is uh, a training space, um, and we we offer courses for anybody who uh, or any adults would like like to learn circus, mm-hmm. but it's mostly a, a place for professionals. So anybody yeah. who wishes to train or to exchange can come here for daily training or master classes that we offer. And it's a place that you founded. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's true. For yeah, which we all found the professional artists here are very thankful. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, we all have the same problem, right? And it's hard to have a professional field in a place where there's no training possibilities. So uh, me and Marcia, who is uh, both my my partner in life and as well as in circus, uh, we f- we found this place by happenstance a couple of years back, and then we thought, well, this is perfect. It's it's got the height, it's got rigging possibilities. It's right in the middle of Rotterdam, so it's it's rather large. I mean, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. about three hundred square meters. Yeah, and, and hopefully we'll get to see a bit of it when you show a trick at the end. So yeah, perhaps yeah. <laughs> and and uh, so it was too. It was way too big for, for us to. I mean, uh-huh. it was. We thought, okay, we, if we do it, we have to do it right. So we asked all our friends, do you want to chip in, contribute, mm-hmm. and like that? It's a place that that supports itself. No, it's really. It's uh, we. In the Netherlands, we'd say that we pull the cards, maybe, mm-hmm. we, but it, in the end, it's a community project and we can only do it because so many other circus artists contribute by, well, just in so many ways. Yeah. And I almost forgot, in Juggle Jabber tradition, what are we drinking today? We are drinking uh, a lemon ginger green tea. And why lemon ginger? Because that's the one you picked. That's <laughs> what I picked, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm a, I'm a tea. I, I I like tea. I prefer tea mm-hmm. over coffee. I I know many jugglers or many jugglers. I personally know they are they 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 love their coffee and they are very picky and they can. Oh, there was recently a, a Facebook poll in um, Juggling Rock, I believe, about if there's more jugglers than non-jugglers who who don't drink coffee. There's quite a few non-coffee drinkers among us, including myself. So it's. Uh, yeah, maybe, but there's also all the biggest coffee nerds I know are also, all, also. Are jugglers. <laughs> also. 
fair point, but then aren't all the biggest nerds that you know all jugglers? Uh, I decided no, I'm no, no, this okay. uh, no, no, but uh, I mean, I, I live, I still live within this juggling community, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yes, there's, there's other people who, who are proud nerds as well. <laughs> right, right. Um, I, uh, for starters, um, for starters, we've already done so much. Um, I wanted to do a belated congratulations on winning a title at the Dutch Juggling ah, Championships. Yeah, thank you so much. The how many title is this? I don't know. It's 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 been a while though. I mean, I was very uh, passionate about it when when the first juggling the Dutch Juggling Championship started. I thought, oh, this is great, you know. Mm -hmm. And the seventeen-year-old me thought, this this is uh, this is I, I need to do this. And so I, uh, I I won a couple of uh, titles back then. I also lost one because I forgot to do a trick. <laughs> uh, I, I remember this is how strict the Dutch championships were. Yeah, <laughs> it was very. It was. Uh, I, I I mean, it was it was interesting just to see how can we judge the difficulty. Is there an objective way to measure this? And and I remember Luke Burridge coming up to me saying, "Harm, there's this one trick of the on the on the list of 15 tricks you were supposed to do." But I don't recall seeing it. Is it possible that you forgot? And I said yes. I said, well, that's too bad because that's probably the trick that cost you uh, <laughs> the first place. <laughs> and in the end, I mean, I was never. It's not that that competitive juggling is my thing, but mm -hmm. I I think it can be fun. I'm competitive. I love games. I love board games, and so to me, it's it, there is a very little distinction between maybe. The, the games at a, at, a, at a normal juggling convention or, or these Dutch juggling championships mm -hmm. and it was fun to to be there this year again to do the passing competition and we we really didn't expect we'd win but we did so that's that's fantastic that's yes. uh, that's obviously very nice yeah I think our first meeting was after one of these uh, Dutch juggling conventions uh, Dutch juggling conventions uh, Dutch juggling championships. And I remember particularly you performed in the egg competition mm -hmm. and you did a six ball half shower in this show. And I remember asking you, this was 12 years ago, why did you do six ball half showers? Why not just stick with the, with the fountain? And you said, because it is, it's more beautiful, it's easier for an audience to follow the pattern. Yes. And I wonder if this still holds true. What is important for a pattern to be how much of it should be visible to an audience and how do you pick a pattern to put in shows? How does that work? Oof. Do you still have this philosophy that you had then? Pretty much. I really like that there's so much innovative juggling, um, mm -hmm. but for me, innovative juggling is not maybe what I necessarily like to put on stage mm -hmm. because then it's to me, it's, it's often look. I found this. Look, I found this. Look, I found this, and and it and that's interesting because it, maybe it's new, but that's yeah. New is for me not the. I think to to me personally, it's more important what things communicate, mm -hmm. and I love to find new things in the studio. But then I'm I think I'm very uh, very selective or very strict in what uh, what I, I I want to put on stage. So in the end, it's often patterns that have existed for a long time, and if not millennia, uh, that, that that win the contest because they mm -hmm. are, they are they. Sometimes they are easy to follow, or sometimes they, they it, it's different reasons. Um, so 
Yeah. My, I mean, could you ask what, what, how do I judge what patterns I should, I should yes. put on stage? Um, is it just because they're millennia old? Well, for which I wonder, are Mills, Messes and Foho ones really that old or is it? No, but okay, so sure. But there's lots of basic patterns or yes. what, mm-hmm. what people might think of as classical juggling patterns that are very close to my heart or like yo-yos and mm-hmm. things like that. I, I think they are, they are, they are great. They're wonderful patterns and it's not because, because of their visual. Yeah, because they, they are very visual. And I think we jugglers, we often forget what juggling looks like to, to, to a general audience, mm-hmm. which is just a big mess of objects in the air. And oh wow, something goes behind the back, and so, oh wow, some sometimes goes, uh, some things go go under the leg. But it's very hard to discern. I mean, it's very hard. Our brains of of regular audiences, they they just can't follow what's going on as quickly as as our brains do. Because when you juggle, this is one of the the nice things about juggling is that mm-hmm. it that it alters your brain, that your 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 visual cortex it grows, so you get better at understanding these patterns and so they seem logical to us jugglers but mm-hmm. not to an audience and I think it's important not to forget that and to, to try to guide the audience or to help the audience understand what we are doing mm-hmm. which sometimes means repeating a pattern a little bit longer or which sometimes m- means exaggerating the lines of a pattern or, or uh, emphasizing things with music or uh, I don't do that I don't color code so much but this would also be like uh, to me a, v- a very valid way of mm-hmm. of emphasizing because I, I love patterns and I think they, they are one of the beautiful aspects of, of juggling um, and t- yeah but then in general I mean in general what I do when we work when we make shows it's we start from a concept mm-hmm. and the concept guides the content mm-hmm. so it's not that I start from movement research or from juggling research and see what that expresses is more the other way around it's is we start with uh, with a theme or with, with a storyline or uh, overarching dramaturgy and we say okay for this scene we want uh, to express loneliness or being together but lonely mm-hmm. through juggling um, so how how do we go about that? What juggling patterns would fit, and that kind of narrows down. Because how how do you go about that? What juggling patterns do fit to loneliness? Well, for that scene, we chose patterns, for example, where we both juggle. You know, an easy maybe an easy one to 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 visualize would be we both hug and we juggle behind each other's back. Mm-hmm. So we are together but we are also really busy doing our own thing or so there's there's lots and and then it's also the way the way we juggle because where maybe there, there's an earlier scene where it's a, a symbiosis where it's really together and where where it grows from from one dancer one juggler to something that mixes and in this scene that the, that's more the, maybe the loneliness scene it is uh there's two jugglers and maybe what they do is more together with the body language expresses something completely different uh, mm-hmm. from from what it was so it's the way we we relate to each other in space it's a duet um, and there's another scene that's also in which um, 
Maartje zit dan een platform, like five and a half meters up in the air. And I, I, I am on the floor, or I, I, I'm just at floor level. And we pass. So we, we don't see each other. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's hidden, on, she's on top of the platform. And I'm under the platform, which is also, I think, is, 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 uh, yeah, it, it's a nice way of being separate but connected. And do the concepts lead you to find new juggling or do you always take things that are already in your library to put them to use for this context? Um, hopefully it leads us to new juggling or I like mm-hmm. I like discovering what new juggling is possible within the boundaries of the trigonometry, but it, it's not necessarily so. Uh, so, yeah, as I said before, sometimes it's the old juggling that just works best for mm-hmm. a scene and then that's the juggling you pick. Yeah. Um, another context that you put this for, um, I've actually not seen the show, but you make uh, square one and square two, yes. where you translate codes into juggling and juggling into codes, so I don't know which way around it goes. Yeah, yeah. basically I think this is the, the project that will premiere in, in May, square two. Mm-hmm. We had the first version last year and what happened is that we saw an art- artwork at a party, it was a Kind of a cube. It was a like it was a wooden sculpture that traced its way through a cube with mm-hmm. straight angles. And to me or to us, it it was one of these works of art that's immediately fascinating. You know, sometimes you see you just see something and it's very intriguing. And we had that at that moment when we saw that work and we thought, wow, it it, it feels like juggling. You know, mm-hmm. it feels like a, a a pattern in space. And um, so we were very lucky because we asked who made this and, and uh, the host of the party said, well, that's Don Satine, it's a, it's a Rotterdam artist and he's here tonight. <laughs> and so we got talking and it turns out that he really thinks like a, like a juggler in many ways mm-hmm. and, and, and sees our world of, of patterns and, and codes and, and sees this in the, in, in the world in general. And then we got talking and we thought, wow, how cool would it be if we could translate his art to juggling patterns and if he could translate our juggling patterns to visual art. Mm-hmm. So that's what we started working on and that's what became Square One, which was really uh, like a show that, that where we asked how can we integrate these two disciplines. Is this possible to make a juggling sculpture, for example, mm-hmm. like a kinetic sculpture? Um, Did he make new sculptures then to fit your project? Right? Yeah, he made he most made mostly two D uh, works for mm-hmm. this uh, for the show. He made also made uh, two two sculptures, um, but he also also made a lot of new two D work, and um, and we made loads of new 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 patterns for that. And uh, and and now in Square Two, which is the new version is where we explore not only this because square one was great and it worked but there's so much more to explore and particularly what uh, Don speaks about in his work is the codification of society how Mm -hmm. codes play an ever increasing role and this is both positive and negative maybe at the same time Mm -hmm. so we wanted to see if we can express some thoughts or, or mirror that in, in, in the show as well. So that's what we are working on right now and 
it's a lot because then it then we have you know we have the visual art we have the juggling we have we have codes and we have the societal impact yes, of that so. and and it's it's a lot so sometimes I wonder is this not too many layers for an audience to comprehend but it's also very rich mm -hmm. so it's is it something that people have to watch twice to fully I think it's something that people will take different things from mm -hmm. and uh, it's a tour so we take people on a tour through a building or through public space or, or through nature and we try to make them look with different eyes with like maybe a, a different pair of glasses on to what they were used to and ideally I mean what we got with square one is that people say well you know generally I don't like I'm not a, a big fan of abstract art or this mm -hmm. very geometric art or generally juggling doesn't really speak to me it's just stuff flying but now I was really intrigued mm -hmm. <laughs> and that that I think it's, it's yeah, really nice relationships that, that, yeah, that, that it made sense to people, even if it's quite an, an, an abstract concept in, in, in many ways, because it's, it's really, this is one of the shows that's most about the, the patterns themselves even, you know, they, they are very central to the, to the show. And um, so, yeah, we hope that, that also in Square 2 people will be able to see juggling, but also the space that we put it in, that it transforms the space and 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 the, and the artworks of another time in in different lights that it uh, that these three i don't know if aspects is the wrong word but that these the they're like the three main performers the space the juggling and the artwork and that mm -hmm. they contribute something new to each other and that's what we hope for right and you said he thinks like a juggler what does what, what does thinking like a juggler mean is this Two for all abstract geometric painters, or is this uh, perhaps? But I don't know enough <laughs> abstract geometric <laughs> paint, uh, artists to, to to know. But I think he, I think many jugglers, because of course this is a, these are generalizations. Mm -hmm. But of course, uh, uh, many jugglers they like patterns. They see patterns in in many aspects of of life. They enjoy. Uh, codes and they, 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 there's, there's this enjoyment in, in seeing patterns come to life in all, all kinds of ways, whether it, whether it is in music or in art or in, in juggling. And I think his work is very pattern-based and he sees, he has a very keen mind of sensing patterns in architecture, in nature, in, in life in general. So he is somebody that uh, explored all the different variations of a cube. So say you have uh, one, one point and, and another point in the cube opposite, no, in, mm -hmm. in kind of in a diagonal, and you have all these routes that you can take through the cube to get through from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. So he made them all, and there's a, a couple of million. So he spent 15 years tracing all the different routes through a through a cube, um, and just to discover also why do some of these shapes speak to us and and some of us don't. And I think that's very similar to what jugglers do, you know, finding all the different mm -hmm. variations of, of a pattern yes. and then seeing what, what works or what, what speaks to me, what is enjoyable and, and what isn't. And, in, in a, and there's this thing of having all, almost limitless possibilities. You know, this is, yeah, this, this, uh, it's it not completely endless, but in, in the same way it is uh, mm -hmm. or in, at the same time it is. 
which holds true for uh, many geometric shapes uh, as well as uh, juggling patterns, which I guess could be conceived as, as geometric shapes themselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a lot of similarities in the way we think about that. Right. Um, so much for the relationship between codes and juggling. There's another relationship that I, I don't know if you're an expert about this, but um, uh, besides, besides juggling, you are also an acrobatic base mm -hmm. together with Maartje. Um, how come there are so many jugglers at their bases? What is this relationship between these two worlds? Why do I keep on seeing them together? Is, do, do you have an answer well, inside of this? Because, because this is, of course, yeah. I could have asked any base juggler, but I'm asking you, well, how, well, how does this work? Yeah, it's, in, it's, in, it's funny how there's a, in circus Is there a similar way of thinking between uh, bases? And yeah, in some ways, I guess, but it's also just a lot of fun. There's many reasons, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the easy way out would be to say, okay, you're a juggler, you will go to circus school, you de develop a physique, you try basing, and suddenly, uh, suddenly you uh, notice that many more men and women are interested in you than when you juggle. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... Uh, but I think in general... But jugglers don't turn wire walkers, mm -hmm. uh, as, as stereotypically, I mean... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I was kidding. It, but it's true. It's it's it was funny how it, this this uh, changed when when your physique changes, mm -hmm. then, then random people in the street start looking at you differently. Oh right, really? Oh, that's really yeah, it's really weird, but uh, fun. As but in weird. as in you started to grow physically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I was a juggler. I wa I was uh, I was like sixty three kilos, and then I started becoming a. Base. You're taller than me. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I was officially underweight, no, and 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 now I'm around ninety kilos. So that that happened in circus school. That's quite a transformation. A, yeah, and very quickly. So it was really also, I I noticed that mm -hmm. that people looked at me in in a different way, um, which which in many ways is just sad but it, it's uh, it's i guess it's just uh, what happened um but i don't know there's this it is in the end uh, basing is throwing and catching and balancing which is what juggling that is very true yes is. and i cannot speak for all jugglers turn bases um there i mean there's so many factors there's also there's a lot a lot of jugglers and there's um there's too many flyers and not enough bases. Are there? Yeah, there's always flyers looking for bases, but not as many the other way around. And for me, it was just, I just enjoyed it a lot. And it was really nice to go through the process again, because in juggling at a certain moment, you reach a level where you just need a lot of time to keep what you already have. Mm -hmm. And it's, and you progress, but maybe not as quickly. I mean, there's these years, you know, when you, when you go, from four balls to eight balls or eight objects in within a, a very short yeah, time yes. span, mm -hmm. and then there's a long time where you stay, where you sim seemingly stay at a, at, at a certain level. Maybe also because you just have a, 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 a big width of, of tricks and of families mm -hmm. uh, that that you need to practice to to stay at a level. And it's great to to have that experience again in a different discipline. So to have this idea of okay maybe we can do this let's try and then you reach those goals so quickly way quicker than you thought and you say well maybe we can have a new goal and and then you reach that and then that's very motivating to 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 grow and learn a lot quicker than you expected you you would do that's uh did did basing change the way you juggle or the struggling change the way you base or um 
I mean, juggling for sure influenced the way I base and the way I go about uh, analyzing what I do. I mean, I think jugglers in, gen in general, it, uh, juggling, it teaches you to analyze your own mistakes and to be conscious uh, about what you do. And I think that helps a lot in, in basing because it can be a lot. There's the strength element is so important that it's easy to to compensate for technique with strength. And I really like to be precise in my technique. Uh, so I because I think you don't need to be you don't need to be the biggest man in the in the room to be to be a good base. There's mm -hmm. there's so much you can do with good and precise technique. Um, and I think that maybe comes from juggling where precision and, and these subtle shifts in technique are so important. And did it change the way I juggle? Yes, but maybe, maybe less so. There's certain families of tricks that I do less of. So I did a lot of, I, don't know, I guess, contortion related juggling. So a lot of these all these, uh, I don't know, mm -hmm. five balls there and these, yes, these kind of, and the, the, these things become less comfortable <laughs> when, when your, your arms grow and you right. become a bit less flexible. So I, I, I'm not doing those as much, but um, I don't know whether it's really the basing or just yeah. the time that goes into basing that, 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 that uh, that's a good old snatched off. Yeah. Well, the basing brings to uh, brings to the next kind of the um, whole circus world. Because besides um, basing and juggling and running this space and running a company, you are also a would you say a teacher professor of circus history? Yes. Um, so I wanted to poke you on circus knowledge in general. Where does this juggling stand within 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 the circus world? Often I feel like circus. And nowadays often becomes acrobatics and juggling is kind of on the on the uh, periphery of that is, mm. is does does juggling still have a place within circus in the 21st century yeah, sure. and and how does these two relate and why are these worlds together well in some ways it's a bit uh it's in some ways is random and in some ways is very logical mm -hmm. and i for a for some time the the french they had this system of the circus arts and they separated juggling from uh, from hand to hand from from all these different circus disciplines i guess mm -hmm. and so juggling was on the list of beaux-arts of the of the high arts uh, mm -hmm. together with painting and, and sculpting uh, but uh, some other acrobatic disciplines weren't weren't for example okay. so uh, and now they 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 uh, came back to seeing circus as one art form um, but in some in some ways it's it's separate. I mean, um, on the other hand, I think it's interesting to s to look at circus as a form of expression where we as performers relate to an object, mm -hmm. and this is obviously super clear in juggling. But it is it's it's the same in aerials, mm -hmm. um, and. And it's the same question in many ways in, in hand to hand or in uh, acrobatic disciplines where you say, okay, my partner is maybe the object and how can I flip this? What can I do with, with mm -hmm. it? No, or right. what can I do mm -hmm. with the base or even in contortion, what looking at your own body as an object, how does it bend? How does it, uh, yeah, 
uh, how does it does it bounce? <laughs> and, you know, these these questions. Maybe Luke Wilson's um, Luke Wilson had a, had a great system of of questions that you could ask for any object. Mm-hmm. And I think in many ways all circus artists, whether they are conscious or not, they ask themselves these questions when they Do you work. Have an in example the of a question. Yeah. So uh, the I think that the first question. Uh, uh, the Wilson asks, "Can I drop it?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the, the basic, <laughs> as a juggler and as a base, that's very, very <laughs> important to get out of the way. But then, uh, can I throw and catch it? Can I balance it? Can I fold it? Can I? And then, of course, the next question is, in 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 which ways can I mm-hmm. do that? And I don't remember all seven questions. Uh, just yeah, but I could see how you could make a set that applies both to. To most circuit disciplines and Charlie had said. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's, uh, and I don't think Luke intended it that way, but I think it's very interesting to to look at other circuit disciplines as well as juggling because we often we, we stick with the throwing and catching, but there's much many more ways we can manipulate any object. And yeah, I think he also intended it, those questions to explore different objects that maybe weren't necessarily juggling object objects to begin with. It's the same with a laptop or with a, I don't know, tea bag uh, or mm-hmm. wh- whatever. Um, and and this this so this holds true for any acrobatic apparatus as well. And um, your work as a history teacher, does the uh, same as with the, with the Bayesian, does this rip, uh, change the way you approach juggling? Does oh, yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah, I mean, just in the sense that, that it's so inspirational that there's so many things that have been done in history uh, that I think we can learn from as performers. And, mm-hmm. and um, so maybe it, it shapes the way I think about circus and in consequence the way I think about juggling. Um, but yes, uh, circus history is so rich in stories and in techniques and, and, and so many of those have disappeared or almost disappeared and it's, it's a, an, an endless inspiration. Yeah. And um, do you wish to retell those stories or are you hoping to write your own stories that historians in the future will talk about and what will, might those be? I mean any story we tell in a way is, a, is, is rewriting what's been said before mm-hmm. and to me also the, um, you know, for me, it may be more because I believe I, I do believe most stories have been told before, or most things maybe have been done before, but not everything has not every story has been heard before, and there's yes. a lot mm-hmm. of stories that deserve to be heard, and and those are the stories I find most interesting. Um, yeah. How do, you, how do you know when when a story is not heard by others? Do you? T- do you test this, or do you, or do you I don't feel know. like I don't this know if there's an objective <laughs> measure? Uh, I mean, it's ju- in the end, it's just it's a personal feeling or a personal taste. So, f- in in twenty one, we'll be creating a show with uh, six circus performers um, based on a Clockwork Orange, which mm-hmm. is a is a novella by um, by Mr. Burgess. Um, English writer and many people know it from Stanley Kubrick's movie adaptation. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's 
typically a story about violence and the way we deal with violence that's so relevant now in, in so many ways be because this question of what are we willing to give up to feel safe no, and what is what are governments allowed to do to help us be safe mm -hmm. uh, and these questions these, these questions about free will it raises uh, how how holy is it to have i mean how how sacred is yes. is, mm -hmm. uh, is is free will now that we can maybe st really start adapting the way people think or feel by, by I don't know, you know, when you stimulate the, the prefrontal cortex, people will behave a little bit more altruistically or less uh, egoistically. And, and, and maybe this, this we will be able to change uh, the behavior of criminals in, in a more positive way by doing that, but, but should we? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think those are all questions that are super relevant. And so it's a story that deserves to be retold now. And it's and it's also just a lot of fun to explore yes. that through a circus because in the end that that that's uh, the second mm -hmm. <laughs> the second reason to, the, the, to, to the, the, undertake the, the, the any project. Uh -huh. No, yes. it's is do do I think this would be fun, mm -hmm. uh, and and do I think this is urgent, uh, and and there's other there's other examples. There's so many. I mean, I'd love at one point to to make uh, an updated version of a gentleman juggling act. There is uh -huh. uh, a book. By Hermann Sagemüller, it's a the German, the German historian. Yes, yeah. So I think it's Karat, jongleur, jongleur der Könige, König der Jongleur. So King, King of Jugglers, juggling, mm -hmm. uh, juggler of four of kings or love kings. Um, and he he describes so nicely how this act of Kara was a continuous flow where all the objects in a room were used to tell a little story, not to, that it would seamlessly go from, okay, I enter, I take off my gloves, I, I juggle them, I put them in my pocket, whilst I put them in my pocket, I take this uh, monocle so that I can inspect that in, in a juggling way so that then I can mm -hmm. take that from its stand so that I can. And this, such a flow with everyday objects, I mean, where we see that on YouTube, I guess those are the, 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 the modern day, you know, the, the, I, I, I get out of bed, yes, pull, yes, put on my pants in, uh, in, in, in an acrobatic way, brush my teeth, do the, the toothbrush trick. Mm -hmm. But those are great and those speak to an audience. Yes, so clearly. And, 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 and uh, surely we can put something like that on, on stage, in maybe in a, different, in, in a different, but something similar in, in a way that, 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 uh, that communicates. So I'd love to do that at, at, uh, at, one, at one point. And I think this is a way of creating juggling material that uh, that we don't use so often. I remember mm -hmm. Stephen Stephen Ragatz. I did a, a really nice uh, masterclass with him 15 years ago in Paris, where he he said it's such a shame that that all these great prop manufacturers are out there because now people just buy. <laughs> buy their their stuff and they spend much less time developing their own objects mm -hmm. and there's no reason why as jugglers we should stick to balls clubs and rings uh, they are in many ways it's it's random that these are the objects or i mean it's it's the objects that make numbers juggling much much easier no mm -hmm. it's like rastelli more or less popularized it with his 
balls, sticks and plates and let's do lo loads of them and then, then mm -hmm. rings are better than plates and clubs are maybe more visual than, uh, than, than sticks. Um, but that's, that was in a time when all the theatrical circus maybe was overtaken by the movie industry, you know, mm -hmm. the, 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 this, the early 20th century where a lot of the very theatrical circus that existed in vaudeville, that existed even in circuses, uh, disappeared and the circus turned to these, these experiences of awe that you, you know, the, the, these wow, wow moments, uh, mm -hmm. which led to what we now perceive as the classical circus as, as this fixed thing. Um, but all these other ways of making juggling, they are equally valid and I, I wish more, more and more people could or would continue would, would explore those those ways of, of object matter. It's a shame, of course, that we don't have much record of juggling before the movies because there were no. Yeah, but we do. It's so it's written down. There's newspapers like the Era and uh, and, 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 and uh, like, like what journals like the Era, which was like um, I think is a British journal that chronicled uh, music hall and, and circus and uh, variety entertainment, mm -hmm. I guess for a long time and they would uh, visit shows, describe acts and I mean it's not the s it's not a juggler saying going trick by trick. But then like, probably the point of those acts were and to be seen by jugglers. Yeah but it was a knowledge yeah and it, it, it was a knowledge knowledgeable audience as well mm -hmm. that's odd because people went to see those shows regularly so people knew about juggling so they would they were able to to judge much more than, uh, than the audience is now what was happening on stage, which is also why it made much more sense to do so mm -hmm. much technical juggling because people could differentiate between what one juggler did and what, what the next one did. But um, so there is, it's, 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 it's a treasure hunt, you know, you have to dig, 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 and then you find snippets, but there, it's out there and we can, and with the internet, a lot of it is even accessible. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's maybe it's good that it's not on video because when we read about it, we can make our own interpretation without being haunted too much by the original image. Fair enough, yes. I hope it becomes one day as accessible as the videos are to make it as accessible without the yeah, but visual context. May maybe it doesn't have to be. Oh. I think there's, but may I, maybe I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic in that <laughs> sense that I think it's really great to, to, to go on the treasure hunt mm -hmm. and to to, to put in the effort to, to find something special. Oh, if we don't get to read it, then I at least hope you get to perform something in the... Yeah, in and the I'm not alone. I mean, look, look online. There's so many more people who are interested mm -hmm. in circus and Japanese history. Oh, know? yes. It's, it's, so uh, it's, in that it's sense, it's, get, it's, getting, it's getting more accessible, and, but there's still, there's still so much to uncover as well. Yeah, so from history, what else does the... Uh, skip to the future. What else the future hold? We have so you, you're making a show, uh, possibly a history thing. Anything else that is up and coming that you want to feel is worth? What 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 excites Harm in the next five years? I've been thinking about that a lot re recently because we are applying for uh, a four-year grant, no, which oh is well. in the Netherlands is is what all the big theater and dance companies they they do and, and uh, to survive and, and now we are growing as a company and we are in our office now. I would have <laughs> never thought we'd have an office, but now we have it. I think how, how on earth were we able to do this without having an office? Mm -hmm. And uh, 
yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's getting a bit out of hand and we, we, we can't manage the size of the company as it is, so we, we need to take that step. So we've been making plans for the next five years, which is crazy because normally I just thought about the next one or two years and had vague ideas for what might come after because, I mean, life generally doesn't take you in the direction you've planned for yourself, does it? So it's, um, yeah, there's, and, and maybe, maybe the best thing is to so even though you set goals and you make plans and you write your shows five years in advance or at least the basic structure of them, it's, I think the best thing is to, to do that and then to, to say, okay, and now I will focus on what on the first two plans and first, maybe the first plan yes. and what, what comes after, it can, it can change and I, I will let life surprise me. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, for now, Square 2 is really the main focus. We'll be going okay, to Paris yeah. next week, to Maison de Jonglage, and then to the, the, the charming town of, of Great Yarmouth uh, right, afterwards yes. for uh -huh. some residencies. And I'm really looking forward to, to what this project becomes. You know, it's, it's, it's great to be in that phase of, of not knowing where this path you chose might lead you and to, to, to discover th that on the way. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, two, three more months to, to work on it. And in, I mean, in the end, this is a project that we can work on in uh, our entire lives. You know, we, can, we can make square, uh, yeah, square whatever. <laughs> <coughs> and, and maybe we will, you know, it may, maybe we, we will uh, continue the, the because it's, it's because it is a walk and it is all these different scenes though, so we can add and we can take take mm -hmm. away things and so it would be great. I mean, Sean Gandini once uh, told me, you know, a show, it's not a museum. You don't need to stick in to what it was or what you intended it to be when when you performed it the for the very first time. Mm -hmm. Once you start performing it, it can transform, grow, change, and and that's fine. And that that really speaks to me. Uh, so it's 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 nice to think that even when you make something, it's it's never really finished, or it or it is or it's always finished. <laughs> yeah. That's another way of looking at it. Yeah. Nice. And we're coming towards the end. I have three more questions. The first is a short one. If people want to see your work, want to see Square 2, for example, where what's the best place for people to check this out? Um, Talltales.nl. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think for the moment uh, all is in Dutch because we are updating the website, but uh, surely within, uh, within a few weeks or a month we'll have the English version online. Mm -hmm. um, and we are on Facebook and Instagram and uh, yeah, Tall Tales. Any particular festival that's upcoming that's or? Yeah, but aren't your viewers based all around all the around globe? the world? Yeah. They should have reason to come visit. So aren't um, you performing all around the globe? Yeah, well, uh, partly, <laughs> but generally it's Europe and we are slowly expanding mm -hmm. where we are. So we, uh, I, I think we all premiere on the Circustad Festival here in, mm -hmm. in our hometown of Rotterdam in, right. in, in early yes. May. And then we're currently speaking to a great many festivals for the summer. So um, check our website and our Facebook and, and for, for updates mm -hmm. because... I'll yeah. make sure to put the link. Yes. 
And the second question, is there something we didn't discuss or that you want to share to the general community you to say or have left or final thoughts? No, I mean, in the end, in the end, what I've learned through juggling is to, that the most important thing is to have fun with it because as long as you have fun, all the other things will follow. And I think having fun is different for for everybody. So mm -hmm. so just keep let's keep having fun together. And then I'm sure juggling has a, has a lovely and bright future. And so do we. Right. And then the third, um, would you like to show a trick to prove that you are the real deal and are the real harm? Are the real deal. I can take the camera to the, to the studio if you want, or do we have something here? Um, yeah, both both are possible. Maybe it's nice to just show this yes, amazing yes. space. Yes, I will, of course. Should I just uh, unplug myself? Um, I just did. You can unplug as you like. So since that's edited, do I get multiple tries? As many as you like. Great. Oh, wait. So follow me, please. So, I've got two tricks for you. since we, that's what we started with, no? Oh, the wonderful six Thank you so much, Harm. You're welcome. Anytime. Hallo, hallo. Kijk eens wat een gezelligheid. Goeiedag. Hoe gaat het hier? Wat zullen jullie aan het doen? Ik ben geïnterviewd voor Juggle Jabber. Voor Juggle Jabber. Precies. Thank you for watching this video and thanks to the IJA for sponsoring this content. I have a bit of an announcement to make. When I started Juggle Jabber three years ago, I set myself a goal of creating at least three episodes. And now it's 16 episodes, it has been a success beyond what I've ever imagined. I've met so many awesome and inspiring jugglers and this juggling community has been so great because everybody is so approachable. But now you've probably noticed over the last year I haven't been uploading much. It's been hard for me to keep the project running and therefore this will be the last episode, at least for the foreseeable future. But before I go, I want to thank the IJA once more and in particular Scott Seltzer. Without his trust in me, this program would have probably never happened. I at first considered publishing Juggle Jabber on my own, but I'm so glad that I accepted help from the IJA. If you have a project, that would fit this YouTube channel or eJuggle, like you would want to interview jugglers, I definitely recommend that you pitch your project to Scott. You can also reach out to me and I'll be happy to advise you. I love juggling knowledge, that's why the show was created in the first place, and I wish for more of it to be shared. And now, for a very last time, thank you for watching Juggle Jabber. I hope it's been interesting and useful to you, and uh, cheers! <laughs>